Hi there, this is Erin and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. I'm actually in the gym right now as I record this. Um, this show is all about helping to empower you to find happiness from within. Sometimes I do sermons, sometimes I interview people, sometimes I share music with you. And uh, today it was do my little warm-up on the treadmill. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to give you a sermon for our warriors. So the sermon topic, without further ado, is called Weightlifting for Warriors. <clears throat> so I'll tell you a little bit about my background as I lift weights here and talk to you. didn't have a lot of formal education when it comes to uh, sports and physical education in school, but what I did have was, uh, we were homeschooled growing up, so we had a YMCA membership three days a week. We were either swimming, doing gymnastics, floor exercises, balance beam, rings, uneven bars, balance beam, or I already said that, um, did t- some trampoline exercises, whatnot. Uh, sometimes we were in the uh, gymnasium doing sport activities, bald sports mostly, and uh, swimming. I excelled. I was a very good swimmer. I was, they said I was a fish. I was very good at holding my breath underwater. I was fearless when it came to swimming, and I picked it up really quickly. Sports activities, that didn't so much uh, cling to those. Uh, being a left-handed person in a right-handed world, it makes it a little more challenging but it's necessary to have some uh, coordination and whatnot. There's, there's positives with every single movement out there. So junior high, I got to skip PE altogether. Uh, parents signed a waiver. I was involved in music. I was involved in band and choir, and there wasn't enough classes in the day to get PE in. So I didn't have it. High school didn't have it. I was in an elite music group after school every day for three years. I got a credit for it. It it counted as an art credit though because it was singing and dancing. I didn't learn how to do weight training until one of my classes I took. um, It was like a on the honor system kind of thing where my mom signed every week what I did with her and we had a curves membership together. And I learned about weight training in the Curves Gym. If you've ever been to one of those uh, facilities, it is uh, not weighted. It's They use like hydro, I don't even know what you call it. It's like air dynamics. So it's based on the pressure, how fast you do the exercises, which could be a little bit confusing to someone who has training. Because I went to school for college and learned how to properly teach weight training classes, but they, many of these people were taught by men. And they didn't have curves gyms for men. They had curves gyms for women. And this topic is weight training for warriors, men and women. So I'm going to teach you some things based on my experiences, what science says based on the gold standard, ACSM standards. ACSM is the American College of Sports Medicine. After I got my master's degree completely paid for, by teaching university fitness classes that I taught myself. 
in front of my students. I'm a very quick learner when it comes to physical exercises, especially when it comes to rhythmic exercises, because music and movement to a tempo, they're very, there's a lot of uh, transferable skills. And I was motivated to not pay my tuition. They paid my tuition and they paid me a monthly stipend in graduate school. And in addition to getting my master's paid for and creating uh, Project Asthma, which is five songs and dances out of nothing, out of just learning through studying research, white papers, I turned the research into music to educate kids. Fifth grade level was what we uh, thought it was going to be, but had it evaluated from teachers. Teachers thought it was too advanced for elementary age. I don't have any degrees in music. I don't have any degrees in dance. I do believe in uh, what many people would say. Tony Robbins has spoken often of immersive information. Every summer for a week, for five, I think five days, Monday through Friday, we went down to Weed, California, our high school music company with Mr. Krause. My parents drove, the, the Myers van drove, I think there was one other family that drove us down. We caravaned down, 10 girls, 10 guys, and the parents. Mr. Krause, his wife, Norma Jean, we went down and we learned from Grammy Award winning composer and choreographer. Uh, Roger Emerson, who was featured on the show, uh, I think last year I interviewed him, Kirby Shaw, and uh, John Jacobson. We had one other choreographer one summer, but I don't re recall his name, maybe one of my classmates, alumni, would remember it if you want to check into that. Uh, but we rehearsed for three hours in the choral room and three hours on the dance floor every day, six hours of rehearsal for five days. We learned a majority of our set for the whole year in five days. We competed in a lot of contests and whatnot, and uh, there wasn't any necessarily uh, like weight training regimen as a part of it. I wasn't against it, but uh, I was designed from the father to perform, to entertain. And there, and there is a necessary component of weight training to help you if you desire to also be um, like a performing arts person or get into the entertainment space uh, because the more lean body mass you have, the more calories your body burns. That's why men, if you compared same height, same weight, man and woman, and the only difference was their gender, Man will burn more calories because he is designed from the father to have more lean body mass muscle. And it's frustrating for us ladies. Very frustrating for us because society scrutinizes women in our bodies, our sizes, our weight. And Men get some scrutiny as well, but I would say majority of what the media portrays and you, it tells you you're either too fat or you're too skinny. You're too this, you're too that. And the Father designed us all perfectly from Him. We as a society though, in the world, we have gotten very sedentary. 
If you don't know what that means, that means that you're just sitting most of the day. Most of our jobs are computerized. Many of us sit at a desk. Many of us sit at a, uh, or stand at a podium and tell other people what to do if you're a teacher or whatnot. Don't get up and move. And so in the last, I'd say, 20 years, there's been a movement to get people up and moving the invention of the treadmill desk. I got to hear from the inventor at the ACSM conference. He also was a part of the technologies involved in the Apple Watch. He was our keynote speaker. So um, if you can join the ACSM and go to a conference, please do. I encourage you to do it. Or NASM is, is good as well, but my my professor in my undergrad, one of my two favorite professors at Pacific Lutheran University, she worked with Olympic and Paralympic athletes, and she worked, worked with the women's USA women's soccer team. She was their sports psychologist, and they took first in the world for athletics. Now, I got to study from her, and she told us nothing but the truth. Her standards were so high in her class. You had to truly learn the information, both question and answer because she could ask it in any manner on the test. All she gave us was 100 blanks and then the test. And we had to turn in every single sheet. She wouldn't let us keep even our answer key because she wanted to make sure nobody cheated as part of her program. Her standards were very high. And she told us, gold standard for all research. If you want to continue on your degree, get certified through ACSM. Everyone will expect you to be an expert once you get this degree. They will expect you to be knowledgeable. You need to know things without looking them up from your brain. Now there wasn't a whole lot of cohesion in my undergrad at all. There was a lot of animosity. People were saying that there was bullying going on. I imagine because her standards were so high and she wasn't going to lower them for people that were coming in as substitute instructors. I bring you nothing but the truth. And this is weight training for warriors. So the information I share with you, she shared with us and she worked with Olympic athletes. She, I don't think, gave us any less caliber of information than what she also trained her athletes on. She charges minimum $5,000 to speak at engagements. Minimum for 10 minutes. So things that I learned from the ACSM, they might be different. If you're listening to this and you're a drill sergeant in the Army, Air Force, Coast Guard, Navy, different titles. If you are a leader of the fitness, you need to listen up and you need to start changing what you're doing. Because I worked with many. When I was a health educator after graduate school, I worked and coached active duty officers. I coached the top of the top first. They made sure that we were knowledgeable with what we were saying before we started helping their soldiers and their airmen. It was a joint base, Air, Air, Air Force and uh, Army, JBLM. <clears throat> So number one thing you need to focus on is asking yourself, what is realistic for me? What is my goal? What is my end goal? And what is that timeline? And work your way backwards from there. 
if you're not good with uh, visionary planning and goal setting and things like that, get with someone that can help you with that. But you should have a minimum of a six month plan to commit to your fitness routine. So ask yourself, what is your realistic timeline? What is your goal and what's your end date? Is it six months, 12 months? Are you trying to lose weight for a wedding? Are you preparing for war? Are you in war right now? And you need to keep your routine up? Write it down. Write it down somewhere where you will read it regularly. Get an accountability partner. Maybe your accountability partner is your spouse. Maybe it's not because maybe they don't have the requirements that your job has if you're a warrior. They don't care, right? They're not as motivated as you keeping or losing their job, right? We've got a lot of first responders that listen to the show as well. Uh, there are standards that are expectations for your job. If you are expected to run up a flight of stairs to you know, help carry somebody that's got smoke inhalation and they have been in a fire, and you're getting in there and you gotta wear your gear. I don't know how heavy it is, but I imagine it's not light. Your standards are high because it's life or death. So whatever your goal is, make sure you write it down and you have an accountability partner that will actually help you get to that goal. Step number one, write it down. Next step, ask yourself, ask your team members, what's the frequency? How often are you going to be able to get in the gym, go to the park, work out at wherever you're going to be working out? What's the frequency? How many times per week? Is it one time a week for a very bare minimum? That's the bare minimum that UCSM recommends for average people. But you're not average. If you're listening to this, you're not average. You should not be setting a one day a week goal. That is for your spouse that's not, their job is not at risk. Okay? What is realistic for you? What they recommend for weight training in the ACSM is three to four days a week. Some of you are in the gym lifting weights seven days a week. You're not helping your body. You're actually doing too much, and you could be in the gym doing other things, but you shouldn't be weight training seven days a week. I'll bring you nothing but the truth. If you're gonna hit it, and you're gonna hit it hard, but be smart about it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You pick, start there. If you haven't done any weight training, and it's been six months or longer, then maybe you need to start at one day or two days a week and not a Monday, Tuesday, right? Like a Monday, Thursday, right? Talk amongst yourselves and decide what is realistic for you. Now, some of you listening to this might be red flagged. You might be about to get kicked out of the military or lose your first responder job because you didn't make the cut. Your BMI is too high. I worked with a lot of you when I was a health educator. The wait list was two years before we got to open. 
I waited eight months before I could start my job when I, she wanted to hire me in January. I didn't, we didn't start until August, late August. And then we didn't even get our equipment and we didn't, um, what do you call it? They didn't tear the ribbon, do the ribbon cutting ceremony until I think November. The government takes a long time. So what are you gonna do in the meantime? There's a lot of information out there, a lot of conflicting data out there. I bring you nothing but the truth from real life, real science, real stories. And you gotta use your own brain too. If you haven't been in a gym, this was my father, I bring you nothing but the truth. If you haven't been in a gym for decades, and then you all of a sudden sign up for a gym membership and you decide you're gonna do two hours a day, every day, seven days a week, you're gonna injure yourself and then you're not gonna show up after the first day. So don't set goals so high that you can't achieve them at all. It's not an all or nothing, it's gradual. Now some people have bigger goals and they know that they can set them and they can achieve them. So know, know thyself and ask for advice. Your accountability partner should be someone that is close in fitness level to you, but maybe is the next level up. Maybe you need to hire a personal trainer. Not because you're not, you're not knowledgeable. I sold personal training to extremely smart people. I made the top 100 in the nation in my first 30 days ever selling personal training because I was knowledgeable and I coached them and I sold them on the idea that they might need an accountability partner to just remind them to kick their butts a little bit harder in the gym. That's the job of personal trainers. You might need to invest in one at your preferred location. There's nothing wrong with that. I've hired trainers in the past. In fact, I learned about personal training because my first husband and I, before we were married, we lived in uh, Lacey, Washington, and we first signed up for personal training. We did the free consultation, and I was tired of how much we were drinking every night. We were enabling each other, and I got really fat. He didn't run. I loved to run, but I stopped running because I wanted to spend time with my partner. He was not a good partner for my fitness level and accountability, but we signed up for the gym. Mm, I think it was two days a week, it might have been three. I forget what program we signed up for. And I learned how easy it is to be a personal trainer. I wasn't impressed with our first personal trainer. So I told the lady, I said, I'm not trying to be rude, but I have a degree. Um, I'm interested in maybe becoming a personal trainer. What do I need? to do and she said you have a degree in what I said health and fitness I'm a certified teacher she said oh well you bypass everything I said I do she goes yeah you don't have to have a degree to be a personal trainer I said you don't she said no you have to be a certified personal trainer or have a bachelor's degree in kinesthesiology or something related in the field I was like oh okay so I became a personal trainer and I got shadowed from a man that used to run multiple gyms and wanted more time with his family. She gave me the opportunity to learn from an expert in the space, Angela, my former, former boss. Now, they didn't set her up for a win later on, six years later or so, when I came back to the field after getting my master's degree. 
<clears throat> she was my boss and she had continued on with her career path. She was responsible for 13 locations. I had maxed out the money that our gym was making where I couldn't make any more commissions because my commission structure was based on the general manager's ability to get new members. People started sending from the, from the fitness classes. I started making friends with everybody in the gym. I was walking around, I was hustling, I was doing everything I could to make money. 2016. Started working there, I think, April or May, somewhere around there, right when my divorce had finalized. I remember I had to take a day off of work for court. Her boss, my boss was in charge of 13 locations. Her boss flew in to see what I was doing differently because people were coming in and writing me checks for thousands of dollars for personal training. When I tell you what I'm teaching you and the topic is warriors, weight training for warriors, I'm not giving you fluff. So take what you like, leave what you don't. I've had to deal with a bunch of men not respecting me and my expertise because of my body parts. Because they saw how small I was in stature. And, and they thought, how could I learn from someone like this? She doesn't have my body type. She doesn't understand me. So I've had to deal with a bunch of that my whole life. But I just continue pressing forward and I don't focus on other people's limitations. I listen to, to leaders, and I have a deep connection to the Father. Anything, anything I set my mind to, he blesses. I'm in his bloodline. I'm in the bloodline of King David who slayed Goliath. So your number one goal is to write down your fitness goal. To write down your timeline, your execution date. And your number two goal is how many days a week are you going to get in the gym? What are you going to be doing when you get in the gym? If you don't know how to write those goals, maybe you need to get a free um, fitness consultation at your local gym. I believe they all do it for free. That's what LA Fitness had done. I was their personal training director there at their Redondo location, 2016. I would have stayed there if the, if the hours would have been better, but my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer, so I quit so I could spend time with my dad. And I didn't cry about it. I wasn't sad about it. My faith is first, my family is second, friends are third, everybody else is after that. So, your third step is what, write down what activities, right? What, now, weight training, you can do weight training on machines, you can do weight training on, like, free weights, or some people call dumbbells, um, some gyms have sections where you can use like resistance bands or they have weighted balls, the pressurized, air pressurized machines. It really depends on your age bracket, what your fit, current fitness level is, and also if you have any uh, medical conditions. If you have an injury you're dealing with, re rehabilitating from a surgery, if you had a stroke, right, and you can't use half your body, you're probably not going to want to be standing and doing free weight exercises. You're going to want to be a little bit in a more stable position in a machine, right? So if you're a trainer listening to this, if you're a drill sergeant listening to this, and you got people you're working with in the PT program and they're rehabilitating from surgery or whatnot, or maybe they're redlined, their BMI is too high, and 
they got this goal, they don't want to lose their job, but you got to be realistic with them to not harm them or the bodies. So be real realistic, but don't set them up for failure. Don't make it worse for them. That's your responsibility if you're a leader. <clears throat> Frances Persenia Window, she was an awesome instructor. She was veteran's best. She came into our undergraduate program. She started connecting all of us in the program to her Air Force connections because her husband was in the Air Force at the time. He served, I think, 20-something years. And uh, she connected us to the exercise physiologist of the Air Force. One of his responsibilities was to help airmen that were redlined. Redlined for BMI or redlined for injuries. They had to... Uh, they, they, they do a test every six months unless they've changed it, but every six months they get fitness tested to make sure they're still maintaining their gold standards and they get a score out of 100, I think. They do a timed run until they get to like 40 years old and then they can change to a walk or swim, push-ups and probably some other things. Men get taped in different areas than women and Sometimes they do the pinch test, sometimes they do height, weight. It just depends. They have their standards, but then they also test other methods and they have all kinds of research programs that they're volunteered to be a part of and whatnot. And he told us straight up. He's like, well, when they come to me, it's not fun. I'm, he's like, I'm straight with them. I tell them exactly how it is, what needs to happen. And uh, they were... Um, his, his airmen were on bicycles. So he showed us how to set up, when I was a health educator, how to set up the, uh, the bicycles for proper testing. <clears throat> for There's two ways you can measure people's uh, submax VO2. You can do it the scientific and numbers way, you could do it the psychological way, right? Asking them on a 1 to 10 scale or, or a uh, 1 to 5 scale, a perceived rate of exertion. So we were testing to see how accurate their perceived rate of exertion was in addition to measuring the actual numbers. And he was telling us for on the bicycle there was different standards, different expectations. Um, they're allowed to use the bike if they have an injury. There's certain certain rules and regulations that they're allowed to use it for in different age brackets and whatnot. Now, we worked with active duty soldiers and airmen, retired veterans as well, so it was a widespread in their spouses. So, for the ones that were active duty, the standards were put in there. Well, everybody's information was put in their permanent medical record. So I wanted to make sure I was accurate because they told us this is going to go in their permanent medical record. And some of these people, many of the people, they were trying to cut jobs in the military because war brings jobs. When you end a war, you got to kick them out, right? If there's no responsibilities, no need for them, right? You can't trust in your government. So these were human beings. And my faith system tells me to make sure, make sure I treat people how I desire to be treated. The golden rule. 
so we made sure we measured correctly and made sure we calibrated our machines correctly and we had certain timed tempos and whatnot. Everything was gold standard. I loved it and I also loved that I was the only person in the whole team of nine ladies that had the ACSM certification. We were allowed to have our research project because I was the person on the team. In order to have the AWC, Armed Forces Wellness Center, uh, have the ribbon cutting, they had to have one team member, minimum, the ACSM certified. And I had gotten certified the year before while studying, getting my master's degree, while living in two states, transporting myself every week because I had stepmom duties. You can do anything you set your mind to. That means you might have to sacrifice time away from other things in your life. What else, Father? What else would you like me to share with them? Do things that are fun. You can do weight-bearing activities with your children. If you're a, a new mom, you can... I've seen a lot on Instagram especially. There's like weightlifting with your babies and you're like lifting them up, right? You're doing like shoulder presses with your kids and people shoot cute little videos and whatnot. Getting other moms, other dads, new, you know, with their children, like getting them motivated to move, right? That's what Move Happy is all about is getting you to pick activities that you enjoy doing to help you have a healthy, hope-filled, joyful life. Some people like going to the gym and that's their time away from their family, right? That's their private time. And they listen to their music, they de-stress, and that works for them. Some people, it's uh, more motivating for them to do their exercises together. I used to do a lot of races, running races, when I was getting into running a lot before uh, before I deer suicided into my rental car in 2015 and now I've got bone on bone in my spine. I've had to modify my exercises. I don't get rid of it altogether, but um, I used to run a lot of like 10K and half marathons. I did, I think, one 5K, but I like the longer distance ones. And I loved seeing the stroller moms. We, we each had different times. They'd usually um, let the marathoners run first, first 30 minutes, and then they'd do the staggered time releases and the races that um, included dogs and the stroller parents. I loved those because I desired to bring families together and it was like, okay, I'm a part of something. I'm helping pay for a race that's helping to bring families together for a healthy purpose. And uh, it was neat. It was neat to see that in different areas. Uh, there's a lot of races that are around naval bases, army posts, and uh, air force bases because they recognize that you got to be war ready, and uh, they provide a lot of resources for the spouses to help with, I think, their mental health give them something positive to do while their spouse is on assignment if they're not in the military as well and to keep their kids active and plugged in to healthy things keep their minds on positive things exercise any form of movement is very helpful to help protect against depressive powers 
Now, if you hate going to a gym, if it makes you nervous, then don't go. There are probably 10,000 different ways you can move your body. I love the uh, philosophy of the Planet Fitness gyms. Whoever decided on the first uh, say mission of them is to encourage larger people to not be intimidated. So we can get them comfortable with coming into the gym. Uh, they had a lot of rules when they first launched the uh, gym franchise in the U.S. It's changed in the last few years, but uh, when they first had brought them out, uh, they were very protective against allowing people to wear, like, for ladies especially, like midriff, like showing their belly button and whatnot, or just wearing a sports bra because they didn't want to create an intimidating environment for someone that was larger that needed to lose weight and then felt insecure when they looked at other people in the gym. So now, now I've seen some gyms that are not, they're not as strict about it. But that's the intention behind it is to get people up and moving and to create an environment where you can come in, you can lift weights, not be judged, get what you need out of it, and then go home. And they also have massages. You can have them. There's, some of them have the chair massage. Some of them have hydro massage. Some of them have both. I don't really care so much for the tanning because of skin cancer risks and whatnot. I bring nothing but the truth. Some people like the tanning, though. They think it makes them look skinnier, makes them look better, whatever. You do you, boo. There's all kinds of gyms out there. All kinds of ways to move your bodies. You can go in nature and go hiking. There's a huge, huge level of improvement in your mental health if you get out in nature. I recommend once a week, minimum. If you live out in the country, you don't really need to do much. Then go outside your front porch. Lucky you. <laughs> Weightlifting for warriors isn't just in a gym setting. You can bring your gear, you can go, go on a few day hike. Uh, there's a uh, retired Marine wrote this best selling book. I listened to the audio. What is his name? I forget his name. Uh, someone had sent it in my direction, or the AI had sent it to me on. Twitter, and then I ordered the book. Very good. He grew up in an abusive household in New York, New York and his uh, father forced his family to run. Uh, they had like a skating thing, and so he was hustling when he was a kid, and getting the crap beat out of him, and it trained him up. It prepared him to be a very resilient warrior. So he does like ultras and all kinds of endurance athletic things and he talks about the power of getting in nature for like nine days and just just huffing it and puffing it now if you got to lift your body for that long it's a part of weightlifting as well so don't just think lifting weights on a barbell is the only way to do it if you got to pick up a log because it's crushing your your battle buddy's feet, right? You're in war and somebody just shot down a tree and it knocked your platoon down. And you gotta lift it up and you're the only one that's free. You gotta have strength to get it done, get it handled. 
and you'll have a certain level of adrenaline in that moment if it's a emergency situation but you'll be able to do it a lot more easily if you're training yourself up for it and then afterwards you're not going to be hurt not too bad at least If you're into running and you don't want to injure yourself or into walking, you want to be able to do it faster, injury-free, I recommend you read the Chi running book. There's Chi walking, there's Chi marathon. There's probably audiobooks of it as well. I read the physical book. I like to read pages. I like to listen to audio as well. Um, whatever works for you. You can hire a coach as well if, you, if you're into Tai Chi. If you've never heard of it, read the book. It can it combines Tai Chi with your running and your walking style to help you run faster, injury-free. It's combining Western Eastern medicine. It's very good. It's very effective. And it helped me run the same race, Whidbey Island, 30 minutes faster by training me properly. And that was after I had a bachelor's degree in 2009. And then I had done the second race... It was under my friend's name because we were college broke. <laughs> I was I was Sarah. <laughs> uh, I think it was 2011. I think might have been 12. When I did the next one. I lost that T-shirt. Lost a lot of my things. I've had to move so many times for safety reasons. But it's been it's been the uh, weight training. Weight training. For my warrior spirit, growing my weight training warrior spirit, that has kept my ma my mind sound. So I teach you stuff that I do to help myself. <clears throat> Anything else, Father? Okay, so Ecclesiastes 3:14. I don't have my Bible in front of me, so you can look that up anytime at your leisure. And. Uh, Philippians 4.13 also is a good one. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Psalms 94.5. Second Samuel 24.3. James 1.5 through... 11. Wrap it up, he says. Wrap it up. I'm going to cool it down here on a uh, sitting bike. I like to sometimes cool down on the bikes. So if you, and this music's a little loud, but try and listen not to me and not the uh, music in the background. If you desire to have a personal relationship with the Father, where you can call on Him, ask Him for anything, and learn anything that He desires for you, to learn, help you with anything, heal you, comfort you, and teach you how to accelerate your career path when the government lies to you, or whatever government you live in, <laughs> whatever country, <laughs> the Father. Is the father of all of us, creator of the whole universe, who flung all stars into flight. He created all galaxies, all dimensions, all time, all the people that might be in charge of you. He can shoot you way above 
fair level of influence and power. If you choose love. If you choose the love of the Father. And the way to have a personal relationship with Him is to ask Him into your heart. So He'll give you an opportunity to do so. And then, and then uh, after that, it's up to you to maintain that relationship with Him, just like you would maintain your mood training routine, right? It means that you got to have goals set in place. It means you need to set up what's realistic, how you spend time with Him, how often you frequent. He will come to you when you come to Him. And if you don't spend time with Him, then He won't spend time with you. That's the relationship. That's what, how relationships work. They take work. And, uh, it takes learning that He gave us the scriptures to help us to learn more about Him and the Holy Spirit. We live and breathe inside of you if you ask Him to. <clears throat> he will be here every time. And if you are a veteran or a veteran spouse, and you are a part of your partner because of what is going on in the world, you perhaps have lost your spouse, or you haven't heard from them because they're in an area that is dangerous. You know, I haven't heard from my spouse in a year and a half. For 12 days away, I'm believing that I'll be rerouted because of the wars in our country, separation and polarization going on in our nation. There's a lot of evil. It is in power right now, but we're about to flip the script because the Lord has the Lord above all things. And He does not like deceivers. He does not like liars, cheaters, and He does not like people harming children and women anywhere. Human beings. He does not believe in any rebels either. Time and place. He allows it for only a certain amount. Prepares a rebound attack. Psalms 145. If you don't have a personal relationship yet and you'd like to, you're having a father. Thank you for this gift of salvation. You can't run out of it. You give it freely to those who believe in your son. Jesus Christ, Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to continue. He's coming. Show me how to choose your will every day. Thank you. I pray this in your name. Amen. If you just go to pray for the first time, you will come to the Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church in person, not online. The internet's going down November 17th. I don't know how long it's going to be down, but that is what the Lord keeps telling me until otherwise notified. Internet thinks anything. This morning, I said, won't work. There was a test done yesterday in our country, if you're not li living in the United States. There's going to be information that our Warriors of Light, I imagine, will be releasing very soon. So get plugged in. The Bible-based churches with believers. Pray for our first responders. Pray for our veterans. Make friends with them. Ask if you have extra time on your hands how you can help them. Maybe you can volunteer to be a prayer warrior for your first responders or for community members. If you're a good counselor, maybe you're a licensed counselor, or maybe you're not licensed, but you're just really good at counseling people, children, whatnot, and offer to help them. Say, I'd like to volunteer. They have to do their background checks, whatever the protocols are. And our veterans, our first responders, are 10 times more likely to contemplate and complete the suicide. They need our help. 
They don't need us to cause more division and point out their faults. They need us to step up and do our part to protect America. There are 49% of the abducted people of the world. They are abducted from America. Well, the whole world. That is what the world needs. So it's time for us to tighten up our ship. But do not allow that, that behavior anymore. It means we need to start communicating with our community members. Get to know your neighbors. Create trees of communication in your neighborhood. Communicate what vehicles are in the neighborhood that belong there and what vehicles don't, what people belong there and what people don't. Sure, you could do a text message communication, but when the internet goes down, that means all phone lines won't be working. Landlines and systems. So you need to create plans of action in place for you and your neighbors. How are you going to communicate with each other when phone lines are down completely and the banks are locked up? Plan for the worst case scenarios. Start stocking up your food. Do whatever you need to do to protect you and your community members. Kids, most importantly, plan fun activities that do not rely on technologies. Music is great, physical drawing, coloring is great, nail painting for kids is great. I'd say ladies, but there are some men now that are painting their nails. Do whatever you feel is comfortable in your household. And uh, beading is great, you know, uh, crocheting um, or knitting, you know. Volunteering in the old folks' homes, the retirement communities, they've been forced into isolation. They are the most sensitive populations in their children when it comes to the risk of depression. And our first responders are veterans. So find areas where you can help in the communities. Any else, brother? Sign up for a gym membership, he says. Anywhere. Sign up anywhere you can afford it. If you are on a modified income, then go to your local YMCA and let them know that. And they have forms you can fill out to get a modified membership price because they are a nonprofit organization designed to help you and your families. I know my uh, family member had gotten a membership as cheap as $9. This was back in probably 2010 or 11. So the prices might have gone up a little bit from there, but that's pretty much the same as uh, basic level of fitness membership at Planet Fitness, and um, I think Crunch Fitness is right around that same price as well. Join gyms. They, they need help getting members, and that will help you to have something healthy for you every single day if you desire to walk for 20 minutes or ride a bike for 20 minutes. Do something. Do something to help with your mental health. Anything else, Father? Colossians 2, 7 through 13. And 4, 4, 16? John 4, 16. Okay. He says, sing it with enthusiasm. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.